0: chapter 17, and I want to begin reading at verse 45, and there's a great chapter here, but because that we are somewhat familiar with this text and it is much reading, I'm going to select for our hearing today verses 45 through 51. Gracious God, we thank you for bringing us here once again. What a privilege it is to stand in this place, to be able to connect with the house of God. Some are standing here in this place, and some have connected with us in the virtual sanctuary. But nonetheless, it's good to be here. We ask now that you would uh, uh, come through here this morning. Uh, You know what we need and you know how we need it. And you're well able to supply it. And so we ask that you would breathe on us in a fresh way. Allow us to hear in this hour what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. And in hearing, we believe uh, that somebody is going to leave this place believing on what you have said. And as we believe on your word, we thank you for the great harvest that will come to us. Father, we thank you that we're not going to just be hearers of the word, but we're going to be doers also. Sanctify our hearts. Move out anything that would hinder us from receiving what you have to say. Hide me behind the cross that the resurrected Christ might be lifted high and that people's lives may be impacted. For the glory of God, I thank you and praise you for it in advance. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. First Samuel chapter 17, beginning at verse 45, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you and take your head from thee, and I will give your carcasses to the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted uh, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in the bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine and, uh, with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine with uh, and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him. And cut his head, uh, cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. We thank God for the reading of His Word. I want to uh, tag this text: "Child of God, you have what it takes. Child of God, you have what it takes." Now, my qualifying statement this morning is child of God. Uh, I want to say this because uh, there is a value in belonging to God. And I want to make sure that we get this because all of you, uh, whether connected virtually or those of you who are in the sanctuary, I want to make sure that you understand what it means to be a child of God. Come on now, all of us know that we are children of God by creation. But I'm not talking about children of God by creation. I'm talking about children of God by regeneration. I'm talking about children of God who know him through salvation. God so loved the world that he sends Jesus into the world. Jesus lives a sinless life and in living the sinless life he is able to be a perfect sacrifice human sacrifice that will be able to go to Calvary on our behalf. Jesus paid the price for our sins and he paid them in full. He paid a debt that we could not pay. I know that not only did Jesus pay the debt but the debt was received Uh, the payment rather was received the Bible says in Isaiah 53 and 11 that God was satisfied with the travail of his soul the the, the, the death of Jesus was a sacrificial death it was an atoning death Uh, according to the scriptures he has become the propitiation for our sins that means that jesus uh, has paid the price in full for our sins jesus did not just pay on the bill jesus paid the whole bill Oh, come on here. I'm talking about the gospel here in a nutshell that Jesus paid the price for our sins and he paid the sin dead in full. I know that Jesus paid the bill because the resurrection of Jesus was the receipt. Oh, come on here. If God had not approved the payment, then Jesus would have never been raised from the dead. When God raised him, oh, come on here. That was the receipt, amen, that the bill had been paid in full. I'm so glad to know Jesus. I don't know what to do. I'm here to tell you I'm so glad that I am a follower of the Lord Jesus because had I not been, I would have fainted a long time ago. Now that I know the Lord, I refuse to try to live this life without him. As a matter of fact, now that I know him, I don't ever Amen, understand how I live without having Knowing Jesus makes the difference. And so we qualify this with being child of God. There's so many works that we can do uh, that make us feel good, but the works that we do can never save us. I need you to get this here because I know it's good to have a a, a career in the church in uh, 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 being able to come and be connected to the church. But you've got to make sure that while you're connected to church, you are in Christ. Come on here, because at the end of the day, hallelujah, all of your works will mean nothing if you don't know the Lord for yourself. Oh, come on here. I want to be paid, but there ain't no payday for people, amen, that don't know Jesus. I'm talking about there ain't no heavenly payday. And so uh, as children of God, we've got to understand that God has not just saved us and then left us ill prepared as it concerns our lives. The God who has saved us has not left us ill prepared to live this life. Oh, come on here. The same God that saved us has loaded us up with everything that it takes to be successful in this life. And I've come to make an announcement this morning that child of God, you have what it takes. I know sometimes you don't feel like it, but you have what it takes. Uh, In the midst of trials and tribulation, I want you to know child of God, you have what it takes. Now, Jesus has paid the price, and he has left us with everything that we need to face this. Life. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing because through Christ we have his blood. We can plead the blood of Jesus. When the devil rises up, we can remind them, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. But not only that, we have the name of Jesus. Come on here, we can call his name and see results. Not only do we have his name, but we have his word. And we can stand on his promises and prevail. Not only do we have his word, but God has also indwelled us with his spirit. You become at salvation the temple of the Holy Ghost. Because God never purchases a house and doesn't indwell it. Come on here. When God's savior, the same God that's savior, took possession of you by giving you his spirit. So this is important here that you understand that you have what it takes. Now, the old church would ask, what more can he do? Come on, laid the foundation and opened up the way. What more can he do? Come on here. It means that you have to take advantage of what you have. Amen. Praise God. And go forward with it. This is what I want to tell you this morning today. We are dealing with a classic text everybody in here at one time or another has heard the narrative of David and Goliath and I know that there are different facets of what uh, uh, Hollywood has done with this narrative of David and Goliath but let me tell you this has been recorded in the Holy Writ and I want to remind you that this narrative is no fairy tale. This passage has been recorded by the Spirit of God to Inspire faith within the people of God for generations to come. To remind you that you have what it takes. Well, with that being said let me recall the narrative found in 1 Samuel chapter 17 the reader is told that the Israelites are now facing again a foe that never seems to go away it is the Philistine army God's people have a face off with the Philistine and and there has been a challenge that has come forth to the people of God for the last 40 days it has been decided that in order not to engage in much bloodshed between the two armies that each side would send forth their best man who would fight on their behalf the man who would win would cause the army of the opposing king to have to give up and become servants of the winning army I need you to get this here because the problem is in the text that Israel does not seem to have a man that is willing to step forward come on here because see the enemy wants you to think that you can be saved and not have what it takes come on here he, he wants you to be saved and uh, even if you're saved he wants you to be scared come on here the devil does not want you to recognize the fullness of what you have problem is that at this point the Israel army does not have a man that is willing to step forth yet the Philistine army has no problem sending forth their man. he is a uh, they are showcasing a Goliath so he is called he is a nearly 10-foot giant wearing some 250 pounds of armor Uh, has a man going before him with the shield he has an armor bearer in front of him and the the very presence of him is intimidating to anybody who sees him Goliath is bad and he knows it come on here and to prove it he steps out into the valley daily and says to the Israelite army send me a man The response is followed by fear from God's people because they have nobody present. Not even King Saul who stands nearly seven feet tall himself. Ain't nobody saying nothing when Goliath steps out on the field now I want to just call uh, forth a few points from this text uh, 1st Samuel chapter 17 and the first point that I want to lift today is that in this life we will all be confronted with giants I said the first point that I want to lift today is that in this life we will all be confronted with giants come on here what are you talking about pastor there will be a confrontation with things that are larger than us. Major challenges, mammoth situations, giant obstacles, things that come to intimidate us, things that come to overwhelm us, things that come to back us down. Can can I tell you? Giants manifest in many forms. There are spiritual giants that come against your spiritual life. That that engage you in spiritual warfare. There are giants that come against you relationally. That that try to hinder a a mother from daughter and son from father and child from parent and husband from wife and brothers and sisters. Come on, uh, uh, pit them against each other. Come on here there is relational giants that try to rise up and then mental giants that come after your mind things that plague you that try to keep you from operating in the peace of God there are financial giants that will try to come against your life but not only that there are physical giants things that will come up in your health come on here to try to keep you down keep you from moving forth keep you from carrying out your destiny keep you from walking out your divine purpose in the earth come on here I've come to tell you if you're going to live you better get ready to face some giants now if you're going to be a champion then don't be don't expect to be a stranger to challenges come on here It takes the challenges to reveal who the champion really is. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, it is It is the warfare who puts the real winner on display. Challenges don't stop champions from excelling because the children of God understand we have what it takes. I've come to tell you, you may be confronted with giants today, but you have what it takes. You may be in a physical fight, but you have what it takes you don't have to bow to sickness you don't have to let the devil tear up your life you have what it takes now number two you must Uh, respond to life's challenges by putting faith over fear. Come on I need you to hear me here. You must respond to life's challenges. This is the second one by putting faith over fear. See, See in this text we see the giant Goliath rising up against the people of God and we see the people of God being on the run. I need somebody to grab this here because that's not the position that God wants you in come on here we see two pictures in the text you will see David who will soon come to the scene who will operate in faith but then you see the armies of Israel who are operating in fear now now, now the truth is that, 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 that all of us are faced with things that will shake us I need somebody to be real with me today news that will shake us Reports that will shake us challenges that will shake us issues that will shake us situations that will shake, shake us diagnoses that will shake us prognoses that will shake us we all have things that will come to shake us we all have concerns in this life in this time where fear grips the best of us Come on here, but I'm talking about putting faith over fear come on here Sometimes you got to just step forth have, have you ever just been in a place where you said even though I'm a little shaky about this I understand I got to do something oh come on here this bully is not going to leave me alone till I rise up in the faith and do something about it I need somebody to grab it right there I've come to tell you come on here that God wants to give you the grace to go forth and keep winning. I've come to tell you, you don't have to let fear conquer you. Don't let the feelings of fear cause you to forsake your faith. What's standing in front of you may be overwhelming, but your grace to overcome it. Somebody hear me here. Child of God, you have what it takes. Israel in this state lets their feelings override their faith. This is my point here. God has done enough for them to believe him by now he's parted the red sea he's brought them over the jordan he's knocked down the jericho wall he's fought battles for them and i'm here to tell you somebody needs to grab this by this time you ought to have enough under your belt to believe god who am i talking to here that says i've seen enough now to trust him Lord said, Tell them. He said, Tell them by this time, they ought to have enough under their belt to believe me. Come on here. I need you to grab this by this time Ought to have enough under my belt to believe God because you sure hadn't uh, come to this place on flowery beds of ease. Come on here. It hadn't always been ice cream and laying back on the beach. Some of you had to battle to stand in this place. That's why it doesn't matter for them that look at me. Come on here. It doesn't matter when you look at me funny. My God's been faithful. Come on, amen no look, gonna stop me from lifting my guard, come on here, you can say what you want, I'm gonna Praise Him! I'm gonna glorify Him, cause by this time I got enough under my belt that I believe God, and that I'm determined that I'm gonna bless Him. Lift your hands right there! Come on here and give God praise. By this point, you got to believe God. Come on here! You'll never conquer what you're scared to confront. You'll never stop what you're scared to stand up to. You can't overcome what you're scared to acknowledge. And sometime you've got to grab your faith and put it over your fear. Rise up in faith. Stand up on the word of God. Fight the good fight of faith. Child of God, you have what it takes number three here servantship will set you up for greater things in God servantship will set you up for greater things in God servantship will set you up for greater things in God the heart of a servant is grounded in humility come on That it says, what I'm going to do is to submit myself to be used of God to minister to the needs of others. Oh, come. What do servants do? Servants submit their hearts to God. Come on here, so that He can use them to minister to the needs of others. Uh, it is an interesting uh, uh, it is an interesting thing here uh, when, when we understand what I talked about last week because last week I talked about being adopted as sons and our status as sons of God so that when uh, uh, we look at the aspect of our relationship as a son of God uh, it, it always points us to our inheritance because a slave has none so, so, so this is an interesting thing here because in some ways we are uh, 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 sons of God. We are called sons of God. But even though we are sons of God, we must maintain a servant's heart. With all that inheritance you've got, you've got to maintain a servant's heart. Come on here. Because you're a son of God, you can't walk over people. Come on here a son of God is a servant to humanity you hear what I'm saying here So you see, Paul, it's an interesting thing because at times Paul goes to great extents to uh, uh, talk to us about being adopted into the family and being uh, uh, sons of God and then he'll turn right around and call himself a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on here, because though he knows he is a son, he understands that the heart that God wants him to operate in is one of servantship. Come on here, give God a praise right there this is what I'm telling you here if you want to really see something greater unfold in your life learn how to serve you know what I found out if you start doing more serving then you won't have to do so much scheming come on folk that don't serve gonna always have to scheme But if you can really commit to serving, then you can give up scheming. (laughs) Y'all ain't saying nothing here, but I'm preaching anyhow. Look here now. Come on here. This is in here because the servant does not have to scheme. Come on here. There are supernatural things that happen when you serve for God. and when you serve with a smile and when you serve with gladness come on here one of the worst things you can do is come into the house of God and have a job to do and come up in here with an attitude baby when you're doing that you're in violation of the word of God you ought to serve the Lord with gladness You always got to be careful how you handle holy things. Come on, because see, I'm telling you, sometimes the enemy will get you and you think you're showing somebody something. And you know, and God says, Be careful how you put your hands on my stuff. Come on here. I'm, I'm telling you what I know. Holy things, holy things, holy things. Come on here. You, you start tampering with holy things God'll deal with you. Come on here. So, so God said, when you serve me, you have to do it in a heart of humility. All right. So, so, so this is it here. So David comes to greatness and notoriety serving. This is is something here. Because people, you know, this is what shocks them all the time. Because they didn't see you in the running. The things that God has done for me, and I just got them in serving. One day God uh, did something for me great. And uh, I heard two other people talking about what God had already given me. They didn't even know I had it they was over in the corner scheming how they was going to get it and didn't even know God had already given it to me. I just shook the hand and said, God bless you. (laughs) They were scheming trying to get what servant had already given me. They said, we're going to go down there and we're going to do this and we're going to do and we're going to and I was thinking, ain't no need of you coming down there. When you come down there, I'm going to be walking out. You know, we wearing them big robes at that time. I'm going to be walking out in that robe. Come on here. And see, this is the thing here. When, when you are a servant, you will always outlast a schemer. come on I'm I'm trying to help y'all to get an ironclad way to success and when you learn to serve you are destined to succeed so so They're out on the battlefield. David comes out on the battlefield uh, following the command of his father who says your three oldest brothers are at battle and I want you to go out there and just carry them a little cheese and bread. Right? Now, now you got to remember, David was just anointed king. He got all that oil. He could have (laughs) said, me, I'm a king. I've been anointed a king. Who how that look the king can cheese? <laughs> Come on. So so but but David doesn't even mention that little oil he got on his head. He humbles himself, grabs the cart, and leaves his sheep in good care, and goes down to the battlefield, carrying bread and cheese to give to his brothers. Now you better get this here because David, up to this moment, everything that he had done had been in private. Didn't nobody know no David? Nobody even knew his name. Come on here, David had been behind the scene, David on here. knew amen, not much. Come on here about the public field because he had been privately tending sheep. Oh, but baby, when you serve, he had been up there serving his daddy, tending his daddy's sheep. But baby, when you can serve, then God can do something supernatural on your behalf. Come on here. And you know what? One day of servantship changed David's life for David would have never been in the lineup to fight Goliath had he refused to carry the cheese well why are you telling us all this pastor because you, you, I want you to know you can serve your way onto a greater scene Supernatural things happen when we serve. Servantship will set you up for something greater. See, when we when we serve, we humble ourselves. And see, when we humble ourselves, then heaven can really use us. So 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 this is it, because one of the greatest keys to divine promotion is humble servantship. Come on! The Bible is clear that God resisted the proud. You you wanna you want to see God against you? Start operating with the big head. Come on here! Even when God blesses you, when you're successful, don't use it to look down on anybody else. Come on here. Your, your success is like bubble gum. You chew on it a little while, but spit it out after a while. Come on, so you can go on to the next thing. Come on here, don't swallow it. So this is its servantship. So 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 that God resisteth the proud, but look at the opposite of that. He gives grace to the humble. that, that pride puts you in opposition to God but humility attracts favor Come on here. And they be wondering how in the world you get it. Come on here. You know what? And you know, you and I I can tell you this personally. You'll have folk that's mad with you, and you ain't even done nothing. They just mad because the favor of God is resting upon your life. They put all that energy into it and God gave it to you anyway. They did everything they could to stop you, and God gave it to you anyway. you know what I found out there's some people that they gonna just be upset when the hand of God is on your life so humility attracts divine favor come on here a servant's heart will get the attention of heaven come on here david's life is about to be changed forever because of his commitment to serve come on that you just don't see people in the sense of what they can do for you what are you doing for people God has no openings for superstars. He just wants to employ servants. I love that. I love that because, you know, I was raised up in the old school and they used to sing songs like a charge to keep I half a God to glorify a never dying soul to save and fitted for the sky and then there was another verse in there to serve this present age my calling to fulfill oh may all my power engage to do my master's will I'm talking about servantship. see serve those to whom you've been called Some of your greatest doors will open. Listen at me now. That's the words of my grandma. Listen at me. Come up here. Listen at me. Because some of your greatest doors will open while you are serving. I'm going to leave this alone, but I'm talking to several of y'all in here. Amen. Pray God. And how you receive what I'm saying this morning going to determine some success for you. come on, Moses served Jethro and one day while he was out there serving his father-in-law Jethro he comes up upon a burning bush that set him and his name in the scriptures forever I need you to hear me here come on Joseph served Potiphar Joseph served in the prison and the service that Joseph gave caused the door to open for him to make it to the palace guess what you remember the wedding at Cana of Galilee it was the servants who filled the water pots that saw Jesus work the miracle. They knew it was water. But when it came out, it was wine. I'm here to tell you, it's the servants that qualify for the supernatural. <laughs> Genuine humility is a magnet for elevation. Come on here. God, I need you to just help me. Oh, wait. I'm telling you, pray. Pray so you can stay stable. So that you don't get lifted above. Come on here. That does so far above that you start looking down. This is it here. The next one, God. Has somebody who is chosen to stand for him. Come on, everybody ain't gonna run. Some of us ain't scared. Somebody knows you have what it takes. God has David in mind to send him to the battlefield, David has been anointed to defeat Goliath that's why the Bible said when David pulls up Goliath has been coming out to the valley of Eli the last 40 days saying send me a man but he didn't know that the boy carrying cheese in the guard was about to be a game changer when David shows up things are getting ready to happen and when David came Goliath stepped out on the field another day he was so accustomed to said the armies of Israel running for the last 40 days. Oh, but the Bible said this day when David came up, he stepped out on the field and said send me a man. And the text said, and David heard him. oh David heard him. And the warrior heard him. And the worshiper heard him. And the praise leader heard him. And the man after God's own heart heard him come on here he said that's my giant that's mine he's already marked for me that's my giant he's got my name on his head oh come on here I'm anointed to whoop it lift your hands right there and say I have what it takes somebody give God a praise you may be standing in front of a giant but don't let it steal your joy you are made for this very moment, you've been chosen for the challenge. You have what it takes. You've been favored to handle this fight. You have what it takes. You've been anointed for this assignment. You have what it takes. You've been favored to face it. You have what it takes. You may be, you may feel less than, but never forget that the God you serve is more than enough. Whatever strength. The buffet you. You've been built to handle it. You have what it takes. There may be a giant standing in front of you but there is a God who is always standing with you. Come on here. God always defends the cause of the righteous and don't let what's standing in front of you cause you to forget who's standing with you. When God stands with you then he can whoop anything standing in your way you may not feel like much but you are mighty through God and this is what I'm telling you if you're confronted by a giant you can best believe that God has anointed you to conquer it it might stand tall but you're chosen to take it down it might be large but God has chosen you to level it the giant might seem great, but by the help of God it's destined to hit the ground Lift your hand, tell yourself, I have what it takes. I'm not here in this place by chance. I've been chosen for the challenge and by the grace of God, I have what it takes. Chosen for the challenge and I'm fit for the fight. I have what it takes. You You might be up against something major but it's already been marked for defeat. The next one, everybody won't appreciate your presence as you do the will of God. I really, I really wish, would to God that we grow up. Disliking folk without a cause. Falling out with folk because people you in with don't like them. I'm so glad that God ain't weak minded. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think about me, it doesn't have any bearing on whether God's gonna bless me. Yes, you know what? Isn't it a, a wonderful that God's not weak minded? He doesn't let people change his mind about you. Yes, Woe yes, unto us for walking around with attitudes with people. If the only way I can be your friend is to hate other folks, you ain't a friend worth having. If I got to disobey God to be in your circle, I'm out. Out, out, out. And I'm going to tell y'all what some of y'all problem is. You more loyal to people than you are to God. I ain't scared. You know I don't come down 264 to be scared now. I wake up early. You gotta you gotta reflect on who your loyalty is to. And some of y'all consistently dislike people. Come on, cause the head of your group don't like them. Cause your friend don't like them. Now, now, this is something you don't have to support me. Come on here. But why try to sabotage me? Just cause you ain't gonna support me, don't try to sabotage me. All right, so th- this is it. This is it. David comes out. He just comes out carrying cheese, and he really has come to bring his brothers some refreshment. But when his brother sees him, th- this is it. When, when his brother sees him, It says, and Eliab, his eldest brother, uh, heard when he spake unto the men, and his anger anger, was kindled against David. He said, what you come down here for? And then look at it. He tried to minimize him. You left who you leave them few little sheep with. You ain't nobody. He says this, I know your pride and your naughtiness of heart. You just come down here so so um, you can see what's going on. You just come down here signifying. David's brother wants to know, what you doing here? Because you know what I found out? I don't care how sincere you are, some people will always misrepresent your motives. Now, now, I I understand David's brother because, you know, we just left chapter 16. And in chapter 16, uh, the prophet Samuel came to town through a party for the house of Jesse. And all of David's brothers were invited to the party except David. They put on their kingly garments because Samuel said from the house of Jesse that would be selected a king. All of them dress up in their kingly garments, stick out their chest, and come stand in the lineup. Right? Modeling. And when Samuel walks by with the oil, it won't flow. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the oil is trapped like the oil is stuck and, and, and the Bible said that, 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 that Samuel says uh, to Jesse don't you have any more sons come on it was the eighth child <laughs> you know, seven meaning completion, eight meaning de- meaning that wasn't really necessary. So it's the one that didn't get invited that God sent for. <laughs> see that's why I'm trying to tell y'all missing all this revelation this morning come on here I say it's the one that didn't get invited that David uh, that that, that God sent for and guess what it doesn't take the invitation for you to get in the place where God has called you to be you hear what I'm saying here God knows how to put you in place come on here even when people are not expecting it lift your hands right there and they had to called david out of the sheep field he came in muddy smelling like sheep dung. but guess what when the oil started i was lifted over his head it began to flow come on here can, can i tell you here that god shut down the whole party to send to the field to get david and when god makes up his mind to bless you can't nobody stop him from getting it done can't Nobody steal what God has put your name on. Let them do what they do. What God has for you is for you. Y'all ain't me. I said let them do what they do. What God has for you is for you. what you doing here his brother said see why be hate for the folk that have come to help you come on here this is pulling back to 2013 and 14 don't hate your help so 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 some people will accuse you of the very thing That they operating in. Some you know, some people accuse you because that's who that's who they are. They think you like them. Listen, listen this, listen to this. And verse twenty nine said, and David said, "What have I done now? I'm just getting here. Ain't said nothing to you. Ain't bothered. Look at this cart here. I got cheese and bread." I'm just trying to help. Is that not a cause? And then, then I love what the text said. Uh, David's brother in 28 says, "What you here for?" David says, "What have I done? Is that not a cause to be here?" Verse 30, and David turned from him towards another. Ain't he no need of messing with that joker? <laughs> Come on, David. Words were few. Come on here. I need you to get this. You got to refuse to keep focusing on them who are determined to fight you. Come on, I'm telling you. Somebody say you pass behind the world of you. You do it and go on because you know what. I refuse to focus on them. Come on here. I go into places where I know I ain't done nothing to people. But they just take issue. I don't know what they think. But you know what? I don't have time to figure it out. It's too much kingdom work. That has to be done. And you've got to stop focusing on everything trying to fight you. Learn how to keep advancing without everybody's approval. Let them keep talking. You just keep trucking you have what it takes. It's good preaching today. I know it. I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost. Come on. So, so you got to be, you got to be uh, 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 mature enough that you'll move on without everybody's approval. Come on here. Ain't nobody going to always get 100%. Always going to be a straggler, a complainer. And manage your time so that you don't give too much of it to people who really don't want to understand. Some people are determined to be offended. They don't want to understand. All right, this is is something here. So I'm helping y'all if y'all will receive it. This is the next thing. When you stand for the Lord, it's never in vain. And David, verse 25, said to the men of Israel, what's in this? What's going to happen for the man that kills this giant? Come on, what's in it for me? Come on here. Am I going to just knock him down and get nothing? Since I'm fighting for the king, I know there's got to be a reward attached to it. And the people answered him and said, so shall it be done for the man that killeth him when you come through it. Come on here. He says, you're going to be able to get his daughter. He's going to give you riches. Come on here. When when you come out of this, you're going to be sick. Now, now, now this is my, my message to you that some of y'all are fighting things and the reason that you got to stand up is because God has something greater prepared for you and you're not coming out of this empty handed you're not coming out of this with nothing you come on here who am I talking to in here that believes that when I get through this when I get through the, the struggle when I get through the challenge when I get through the test, I'm coming out of this on the other side and I'm coming out great I need somebody to grab it right there in the Holy Ghost and give God a shout of praise. You are not coming out of this like you started. Baby you are coming out of this with something greater. Come on here you don't have to let Johnny's defeat you. Come on here because God has got something greater for you on the other side. Great challenges will produce a large prize. Do I do you hear what I'm saying here? And if you can make it in here. God's going to do something, Lord, on your behalf. I need a praiser that'll put something on it right there. Come on, lift your hands and say something good is coming out of this. Lift your hands and give him praise. Lift your hands and give him glory and honor right there. The devil don't like this today. But here I come. I want the devil to know that if I come through this, and I will, that God's got something greater on the other side. of this for me somebody lift your hands I'm giving praise right there I said he's got something greater on the other side for me and this is what I'm telling you here some of you have faced some fierce giants but you're getting ready to come into a fresh prize lift your hands right there and give God a shout a praise right there because you didn't buckle because you didn't run because you didn't let the devil back you off of the field god's getting ready to come through for you in a major way i'm here to tell you there's favor already hovering over the atmosphere and for all of you That'll stand up to the giant. God's going to lead you into a great reward. I need a praiser that'll lift your head and open up your mouth. I'm here to tell you I see favor. Falling in the laps of them who've been faithful unto God. You ain't gonna have to run after the blessing. Blessings gonna seek you out. Blessings gonna run you down. You better hear what I'm saying. Good measure. Press down, shaken together, feel me in, given to your bosom. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about blessings from unexpected places, supernatural favor that only God can usher. Lift your head open your mouth and give your God a shout right there. I said you're not coming out of this empty-handed. I said something good is going to come out of this. Come on here and give God praise. If you stand up and defeat this giant, there's a prize with your name on it. Don't quit. You've been scheduled for divine reward, and when he attracts you, you shall come forth as gold. Somebody give God a shout of praise right there and so i'm telling you there shall be glory 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 glory. after this y'all ain't hearing me for the suffering of this present moment is not worthy to be compared to the glory of that's about to be revealed in us lift your head open your mouth if you can go through the gloom you can bask in the glory lift your head open your mouth and praise him right there right there right there i day look at three people say these words glory after this glory after this, glory after this. There shall be, there shall be, there shall be, there shall be, there shall be. There shall be. Heaven has spoken. there shall be God has declared. there shall be glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, divine splendor, divine shine, glory, after this, lift your head, and after you have suffered a while, God shall strengthen you and establish you, it's gonna be big, lift your head open your mouth there's a reward for the giant's head lift your head give your god a shout right there giants are going down giants of sickness giants of disease giants of financial distress giants of relational challenge. they're going down In the name of Jesus, lift your hand and praise God for a large prize, for a large prize. You can't fight giants and come out with peanuts. Y'all ain't hearing me. You can't fight giants and come out with peanuts. If you fight big things, get ready for a bigger reward. Lift your head and praise God right there. This is it right here. Now what you got is to do is to, the next thing, you got to draw strength from your past experiences with God. David said to Saul and the rest of the Israelite army I'll fight him I don't mind standing up against him because God has been faithful to me already I fought a lion and killed him I fought a bear killed him too and if god gave me grace to fight the lion and the bear he's the same god because the faithfulness of god never fails i tell you he's the same god that did it the last time and even though david has never fought a giant he said if god do it with the lion and do it with the bear he can do it with this giant and some of you are fighting new things you've never felt before but guess what if god did it with other things he can do it with this thing somebody praise him. it might be a new battle but he's the same god Owns the battle and he's on your side Th- this is the next one this is the next one I got to go uh, so so you, you got to be able to pull on your past experiences remember the faithfulness of God and this is it operate in your own grace operate in your own grace Saul tried to put his armor on David but it didn't fit I need, some, I need somebody to get this here I said Saul tried to put his armor on David but it didn't fit David told him no thank you I'm not proving that armor now, now I'm getting ready to tell you something what God has given you Is enough for you. Come on lift your hand. Say I have what it takes. Stop trying to fit into stuff. That God didn't design for you. I dare you to holler. What I have is enough. What God has given me is sufficient. See, see, you got to work what God has given you. (laughs) Moses worked his staff, Aaron worked his rod. Come on, Samson worked the donkey's jawbone, but David could work his slingshot. and some of y'all God has given you multiple things to work cause not only could David work a slingshot he was a beast with a sword and David could take a harp and run devils all over town see this is it here you are too authentic to be a copycat Work your grace. Come on. What God gave me may not seem much to you, but it's mine. (laughs) See, see, folk may not see the value in what God has given you, but don't you stop working it. Come on here. they they don't have to see the value in it for God to give you the victory through it. Work your grace. Work your grace. Work your grace. You have what it takes to hit that giant. If God allows you to face the giant, he's given you the grace to defeat it. And let me tell you something, with all of your handicaps, you have what it takes. With all of the complaints you make into God, you got what it takes. With all of the issues you face, you have what it takes come on here God had to remind Moses Moses said Lord I can't talk well but God reminded Moses you have what it takes I ain't you to do what I call you to do without giving you what it takes to get the job done. Lift your hands right there, lay hands on your own head, baby. You don't need nobody to fly in to prophesy to you. Lay your hands on your own head and prophesy to yourself, child of God. You have what it takes. I said, I dare you, lay your head on your own head and say child of god you have what it takes i'm here to tell you work your grace work your grace i might not have what you have but i'm going to use what god gave me to his glory what god gave me is enough to handle my giant and david went to the brook got smooth stones he grabbed his sling and he got ready to work his sling when God Give you something work it, baby. When you work what God has anointed you with, guess what? That's when you're in your zone. Oh, come on here. That's when the spirit can take control. That's when the Holy Ghost will stand up for you. When you work what God has given you somebody praising I said the Holy Ghost takes over when you start working what God gave you the Holy Ghost will start working through you when you work what God gave you I might not know a lot of big words but I got big faith and I'm a work my grace, I might not be skilled in the scriptures, but the verses I do know, I'm going to work them like nobody's business. i got enough to take down every giant that stands in my way. Lift your head, open your mouth, and work your grace. Work your grace, and this is it right here. God's gonna give you victory over this giant. The Bible said David took his sling, put his hand in the bag, grabbed out a stone. He had five. Come on here somebody said he had five because Goliath had four brothers but can I tell you there's another reason that he possibly had five. He was determined to finish the job and in case the joker don't go down with the first one I another one to finish the job. I didn't come out here to leave no giants standing. David took his stone, hit that giant in his forehead. Yes, he did. I heard the giant when he hit the ground to quit here. You know what he had, what he said, Call Pamela Malaya, called Pamela Malaya, called Pamela Malaya, called Pamela Malaya, called Pamela Malaya. Call that's your sickness called Pamela Malaya. That's that thing. Fighting your house called Pamela Malaya. That's that thing. Trying to steal your joy called Pamela That's that thing. Trying to rob your peace called Pamela Malaya. That's that thing. Trying to discourage you from advancing in God called Oh giants, they do fall. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Somebody holler. Come, Bamalamalaya. Come, Bamalamalaya. Come, Come, Lift your head. Open your mouth. I'm here to declare this is the season of falling giants this is the season of falling giants this is the season of falling giants lift your head open your mouth give your god a shout right there go pamela go pamela go pamela somebody put the praise right there, right there, right there. Where the warriors at? Where the warriors at? Where the warriors at? Grab your praise, Columbia, or Lamaland. Lift your head, open your mouth. This is the season of falling giants. Hey, hey! I got to quit. God bless you this morning and David was promoted the text said from that day verse 18 David went home no more he started being set over stuff from the sheep field into the palace that's what God did for him stay the course saints God's going to do something for you some of y'all done been through some major stuff if you've been through major stuff you ought to be preparing for mighty things the Holy Ghost what you think about what God said this morning prove it in your praise I just need about 10 of y'all that'll go off for God. Kabam-a-lam-a-lam. lam While the giant is falling from the ground, falling to the ground, favor is falling from heaven on your life. Give God a shout of praise right there. you coming out of this with greater. You're coming out of this with something substantial. Lift your hand, open your mouth. And give your God a shout right there. God's getting ready to give you the head of your giant. Lift your hands and give God praise. I'm done, but this is a victory praise for some of you that are grabbing. I'm telling you, this is the season of fallen giants. Standing saints and fallen giants. Child of God, you have what it takes. Child of God, you have what it takes. Will there be one?